Hi, I'm Dan Primack, and welcome to Axios Recap, sponsored by Amazon. Today is Monday, January 25th. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is in the race for Arkansas governor. Chicago teachers are staying out of the classroom, and we're focused on big tech's role in rolling out vaccines. Earlier this morning, Google became the latest big tech company to jump into the vaccination distribution pool, unveiled in a blog post titled, How We're Helping to Get Vaccines to More People. It includes the sorts of efforts you'd expect from Google, making vaccination locations more obvious on Google Maps, providing information on eligibility, and overall more authoritative information on vaccines. But it also includes some stuff you wouldn't expect from the digital search giant, like making some of its physical spaces, offices, and parking lots available as actual vaccination sites in partnership with One Medical, plus $150 million to help better ensure that people of color and those in rural communities aren't left behind by early vaccination efforts. So we wanted to go deeper into why Google is getting into the vaccination business and big tech's broader role and why now instead of a month or two ago with Dr. Karen DeSalvo, Google's chief health officer, whose resume also includes time at HHS and as health commissioner for the city of New Orleans. That conversation in 15 seconds. But first, this. We're joined now by Dr. Karen DeSalvo, chief health officer at Google. So doctor, a bunch of the things that Google announced this morning are things we expect from Google, such as you know providing uh, mapping information about where vaccination sites are. We don't though usually view Google as a place where you can go get a vaccine Can you help us understand the thinking behind this morning's rollout, particularly of the physical vaccination sites? You know, Dan, Google has been leaning in to be helpful in all the ways that we believe we can as this pandemic has unfolded. And now that the world's moving into this phase of needing to get everybody vaccinated, we want to do all we can to be a part of that solution set. So for us, in addition to continuing to lift up information on search or maps, We wanted to also make our spaces available so that when local public health authorities wanted to have facilities where they could have community vaccination sites, that we would be making ourselves available to be helpful in that way. And so what we announced today was particularly that we're ready to do that in partnership with One Medical and some of the local public health authorities in New York and California and Washington State. Does that mean that in two months, in three months, that we would expect that most Google offices, maybe even data center sites, not the buildings themselves, but parking lots, are going to be used for vaccination? If that's helpful, then we are committed to doing that, including not just in the U.S., but thinking about how we can be helpful around the world. You know, I mean, I think that the reality is that the pathway to how to get people vaccinated all across the country is still unfolding. And the first round of vaccinations were largely to people who were known to the healthcare system, for example, um, or who were in long-term care facilities. But as we move down that priority list to other kinds of eligible community members, I think we're all just going to have to be as innovative and really lean on partnership where we can to see that accessible spaces are available. And it's something that we want to be a part of that solution set, including, you mentioned, we have sites that are data centers We have facilities in more than 30 states around the country. So we have a lot of options and we look forward to seeing how we can be most helpful to public health. You've got a fascinating background, having uh, run health for the city of New Orleans, having worked at HHS, now obviously at Google, used to be on the board of Humana. Are you surprised by kind of how glitchy the early vaccine rollout has been nationwide? 
You know, um, I was mentioning these sort of open community sites since you bring up my old background. If you think back to how we managed vaccinations for the H1N1 outbreak, we leveraged this open pod system or these community vaccination sites and did that in partnership with the private sector in places all over the U.S. So what's not surprising to me is that as we learn more about what it's going to take to get people vaccinated for COVID, we're going to need to lean on things we learned in the past, say in H1N1, but also find ways that we can leverage what's going to work in this future. We got to think about it. These vaccines that we've been using, these first generation vaccines, the mRNA ones, require special refrigeration. Some of them, the Pfizer BioNTech ultra cold chain. So there's some special logistics challenges that had to be understood and overcome. And then we're learning about how long it takes to vaccinate. What's the throughput like and how long do we need to monitor people? So I'm not surprised, honestly, that we're having to learn as we go. What I do hope is that we're learning as quickly as we can, as safely as we can as a country and as a world, because time is of the essence. We really want to get as many people vaccinated safely as possible. And that's why Google's leaning in in a variety of ways to see that we're getting that information forward, but also making facilities available so that that's not a barrier. One other kind of government slash public policy question. The new head of the CDC said on TV yesterday morning that one of the things they realized when they came in just six days ago was that they didn't actually know how much vaccine the federal government currently had and how much they'd actually shipped out. You used to be at HHS. And as you said, you were there during H1N1. Does that strike you as possible that they don't know the actual amount ballpark that they've actually got? Honestly, this is a really dynamic situation. And I will say on the good that the first year of this pandemic shone a bright light on how strong the scientific infrastructure is. It is a remarkable feat of science that we have not only these vaccines that are already in the field, but a number of others coming in the pipeline. The transformation to vaccination, because that's what saves lives, is for those of us in public health, it's not unexpected that there's going to be daily learnings about supply and demand and what's the logistics chain in between. So what I'm hopeful for is that as the data begins to smooth out, you got to remember on the front lines, there has to be documentation of vaccination and that has to get fed up into the system. So there has to be timely reporting of data that has to get fed up into the system that allows for more to be deployed. So there's a lot of links in the chain is what I'm saying, but it's going to get, we're going to get more efficient. And I'm very hopeful about that. Speaking of daily learnings, one of the things you're announcing or the company is announcing today is this additional information on vaccination sites, eligibility, et cetera. What did you and Google learn from doing something similar when it came to testing sites last spring or early last summer that you're able to apply to the vaccination site information? Such a great question. The vaccination site information does have some similarities to the testing site challenge we faced. We had the concern when we posted our testing sites that we've now got in more than 22 countries around the world that we would inundate those testing sites if the supply wasn't there to meet the demand. So um, what we've been working on in this cycle as we want to lift up vaccination sites is to, to have a similar playbook so that we're partnering with local governments and where we can in the U.S. using Vaccine Finder and the Boston Children's Hospital data to be a source of truth that will allow us to know where to map those things and to use some strategies we had in testing to make sure that as we're posting up those sites, that we put flags on there for people to see. 
you need to schedule in advance, or here's the website or number that you need to call before you arrive. And over time, that information will get more granular and more timely as, as that information gets more robust in the field. But we also learned in the testing environment that beginning with some information was really helpful to the public. And that's why we want to go ahead and get started now in those four states that we mentioned and continue to expand that as we get more robust information over time. When it comes to information, how do you view your role in terms of the possibility of disinformation going through Google platforms, whether it be about an individual vaccination site or eligibility or broader vaccine disinformation? Major responsibility in this area. And even in the space of vaccines, our teams have been working on this in earnest going back to last summer. Just to give you a sense of how long we've been thinking through, uh, how will we be able to lift up, raise up good information in the way that we've done through partnerships with CDC throughout the pandemic, but continue to have that information available? When will we need to point to the FDA, for example? We also have been looking at the kinds of questions that come in on our surfaces like search and are prepared to help answer those with the best available high quality information. So if the CDC's got an answer about safety or side effects, we'd always defer to pointing people in that direction. And where something's frankly harmful, then we will pull it down. As an example, earlier in the pandemic, we learned that there would be postings about COVID as a hoax, which is qualifies as something that we would pull down. And so we're constantly on the lookout for ways that we can see that misinformation is not the first thing that pops up for people, and especially if it's harmful, that we, that we can pull it down. Was Google surprised to learn that Google Docs were being used by state health officials, for example, in Florida to sign people up for vaccination appointments? I would just say in general that state governments and local governments have been leaning in to be as innovative as they can to try to leverage technology to be more efficient. What we would you know, always, of course, expect is that they're using all those tools in a HIPAA compliant fashion. It also makes sense. Sometimes our cloud services have been made useful to, say, New York or North Carolina, where we already had a partnership and had a way that we could help leverage that existing technology to build out some supply chain and logistics support. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're using those, those tools in an appropriate fashion. And I'm glad because we have to, in the 21st century, do all we can to be as efficient as possible. We've got a big challenge ahead of us to get the world vaccinated. Final question for you. Google making this announcement today. Some other big tech companies made announcements uh, last week about trying to help out on vaccination supply chain, Amazon, for example. There is a uh, counter-political school of thought here, which says, wait a minute, why are these companies making these announcements now in mid-January? We've all known that you know the vaccines rollout started in late December. We knew by October that it was going to probably start in late December. Why now as opposed to months ago? Glad you asked that because it's a chance for me to reinforce something I shared earlier. And that is we have been partnering with governments around the world since the outbreak of the pandemic. And that includes the U.S. government, the CDC, the FDA, and with the SAMHSA, the, the mental health agency, where it made sense around depression or opioid use. So those partnerships are strong for us, and we will continue those going into this administration, just like we had them in the prior administration. I think the timing issue for many of us is, certainly for us at Google, is now that there are going to be more types of vaccines available, so we're on the cusp of having additional choices of vaccine to go out in the field that will increase supply. And we're beginning in many states to move down the pathway to having essential workers. And then eventually the general population needs to be vaccinated. The scale of that, I think, drives certainly us to want to be available and helpful in making as many spaces available for those sort of more mass vaccination sites to be available 
to the general public. The earlier part of vaccination was a smaller population were confined to healthcare or long-term living facilities. So it was a different supply chain and distribution approach. But as we move to general population, I think that's why you're seeing certainly companies like ours wanting to be a part of that solution set and make us, make our spaces available if it'll be helpful. Dr. Karen DeSalvo, Chief Health Officer at Google, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Welcome back. What we're watching today is Dominion Voting Systems, which filed a $1.3 billion defamation suit against Rudy Giuliani for allegedly making, quote, demonstrably false accusations about the company's voting machines, which were used in 28 states last November, including Georgia. Now, this follows a similar suit brought against attorney Sidney Powell and comes several weeks after Dominion CEO John Poulos told Axios Recap that he wouldn't rule out a suit against Trump himself. The bottom line? Dominion isn't just mad about the death threats its employees received, although it's plenty mad about that. It also views itself as being in a fight for its very survival, believing it must eliminate all doubts as to its integrity or else be unable to sell voting machines in the future, particularly to red states. Today, we're also continuing to watch the SPAC boom as five different blank check companies announced more than $15 billion in new deals. The biggest was for a benefit services provider called Light, but we also saw them for such companies as Latch, which makes smart locks, and Taboola, which makes those awful content recommendation boxes at the bottom of many media websites. Now, most of this activity can just be chalked up to basic supply and demand, following a year in which private companies and SPACs raised huge amounts of cash. And it feels like we're still in the early innings, not at a peak. And finally, this morning, one more vaccine note. Moderna announced that its COVID-19 vaccine is largely effective against new variants that first appeared in the UK and South Africa, although it says it'll continue to watch these mutations and will develop a booster for the South Africa strain. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Tim Shovers, Naomi Shaven, have a great national bubble wrap day. And we'll be back tomorrow with another Axios recap. And please be sure to leave us a review and lots of stars. I know five is the top, but give us six or seven if you can. Thank you.